welcome to Haley's Weekly News. It is April 3rd. Uh, I just want to give, before we send it to Haley's interview with Dr. Medford, I just want to give a quick shout out to all of you who have been following along with us uh, and, and listening to us every week. Um, it, it's been a tremendous uh, project that Haley and I have undertaken, and, and it's been a lot of fun, and we enjoy doing it. Uh, and so thank you. Thank you for tuning in to our madness, and, and thank you for for following along with us. Um, we believe that it's really important to just show interactions between Haley and her peers and Haley and her brother and, and everyone else. Um, and so uh, we, we thank you for following along and allowing us to continue doing this um, and, and paying attention. Um, a few announcements before we send it on. Uh, I did want to provide the answer for last week's guess the text, which you will find coming across your screen right now. Over the past weekend, I decided to start messing with Haley by changing her profile picture on Disney plus. If you've seen the video, um, we had a great plan. In fact, most of it was Ella's plan. I decided to change it. Ella decided to change it to Hocus Pocus character because that's Wow's favorite. Wow is our mom. Mine and Haley's mom. And we wanted Wow to get the blame. So that way we could keep doing it undercover. Plan worked great, except that we included Weston in this little plan and he routed us out. So, although Haley knows it's me now, I still enjoy changing it because it causes her great distress, right? Um, so, that is the context behind the text that she sent me on Friday. And that, you know, really opened me up to just messing with her even more. And I can say that because she's not here to record this today. So here you go. Uh, here's a little video introducing this week's guest, the text. I hope you have plenty of time. I hope you hit pause. Really study it. Open up your Haley's dictionary, word conversion tools, all of that little thing. My biggest piece of advice to you is to type these words into your phone and see what autocorrect suggests for you. Okay. Uh, so two more quick announcements. Haley'sweeklynews.com. Make sure you go on there. You can watch every video, uh, every show. Uh, you can connect to our uh, podcast on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon through the website. Plus, um, you can see uh, the articles that, that we've written um, all in one place. All right. The other thing is I want to make sure, uh, thank you for subscribing, those of you who have. Thank you for subscribing to Haley's Weekly News or Haley's Weekly Review. Sorry. Um, that's also been a fun project just because it allows us another avenue uh, to provide you with information, to provide you with hope. Um, 
And, and we include a lot of things in that, right? We, we include two or three stories each week that we think you should be aware of. We, we include um, a section that, that we call Haley's Places uh, that, you know, Haley and I go, um, whether it's a coffee spot or a restaurant, Haley and I are starting to get out um, in Amarillo and really explore places that are great spots uh, if you have a child with special needs. Uh, and so we break it down in a way from, from environment uh, to food options to staff. Um, and it's it's just been a lot of fun. Uh, and, and I'll just preface it by saying like, there are places that the staff is really amazing, right? Uh, and there are a ton of food options if you're on a dietary restriction. But maybe the environment is just a little too overstimulating, right? Unfortunate. But that's just the way things go. Uh, and so we make sure to include that. Um, we know that, that a stimulating environment it uh, can be very detrimental. And so we, we want to include every little bit. And I also wanted just to make a point to say the staff could be amazing. Like they could um, be um, awesome with your kiddo, uh, awesome with Haley. Uh, but it may just not be a great place uh, for our families. And that's okay, right? That's okay. Uh, so we want to make sure we include all of those things that you would be looking for uh, when uh, deciding on if you, you want to go out to eat or if you just need a little getaway with the family, something fun to do. Uh, so we're going to continue doing that. It won't just be food. It won't just be coffee. Uh, there will be other things that come up as as we get out and about. All right. Uh, Haley had a great interview with Dr. Sherry Medford, a pediatrician here uh, in Amarillo. I think her background is uh, fascinating. Um, and I, I will let her tell that, uh, and Haley, Haley just, Haley does a great job of being Haley and it is just awesome to watch her in this element, in this frame, um, of a show. So I, I, without taking too much more of your time, uh, here's Dr. Medford and Haley, uh, and welcome to Haley's weekly news. coming to Haley's Weekly News. Please love, like, and subscribe if you comment. And today I'm with Dr. Mafford at Dr. Mafford's office. <laughs> now, number one, can you please tell us about you and your family and what did and what are some things that you are part of outside of work? Yes. So um, I'm Sherry Medford, as Haley said, and I'm a pediatrician here in Amarillo, Texas at Amarillo Children's Clinic. And I have two daughters and a husband. I've been married to my husband now almost 28 years, Haley, uh, to, to Jeff. And we have two wonderful daughters. Uh, we have Abby. And Abby is uh, currently at Texas A&M in school. And then I have Aaron. Aaron is uh, 20. And Erin has uh, Down syndrome, and she is thriving at the WTLC program at uh, West Texas A&M. This is her first year there, and she has done really amazing. I'm really, really proud of her. 
uh, done, learned a lot. And you might know something about that because you graduated from there. Uh, so she's, uh, she's doing that. And she also is in the Amarillo Independent School District TAC program. So she's learning job skills through that in the afternoon and goes to WT in the morning. So because of Aaron Medford, I decided to change a little bit about what I did in my pediatric practice when she was born about 20 years ago. And at the time, I liked taking care of kids with infections. And then I decided I liked taking care of kids with that required a little bit more medical care that had special needs. And so that's what I've really focused on a lot of my time in the last 20 years are kids with special needs. Um, so because of that, I end up volunteering in some different organizations that have um, that serve kids and young people with special needs and even older people. I work a lot with Special Olympics here in Amarillo and uh, I work on my daughter's um, her uh, cluster, her Amarillo High Cluster team. I help with their uh, coaching. Well, I help with skills and in, uh, in basketball and track and that kind of thing. But I also uh, we've set up a, a group of uh, professionals in Amarillo here locally that do what we call MedFast. And we go out and um, take care of athletes, Special Olympic athletes in different areas across the state of Texas, from uh, physical therapists to audiologists, uh, eye doctors. I do Special Olympics physicals, and we do uh, this program. It's called uh, the MedFast, and it we do it uh, over mainly here in the panhandle of Texas, but we do it in other places as well. And I also like um, working in our Down Syndrome Guild. As I said, Erin is 20. She has Down Syndrome. And I serve on the in the Guild. I like educating people about the medical aspects of Down Syndrome in our Guild and try getting people to come in and talk to our Guild members about uh, medical issues that uh, that kind of are common in children with Down Syndrome. And I also help with events and um, and our Buddy Walk is our big event, and I help uh, help with that as well. I've also liked working a little bit in a place called Hill the City here in Amarillo, Texas, which serves underserved children and illegal immigrants in our area, taking care of their medical needs. Awesome. What made you want to work with kids? I, you know, I'll, I'll have to be honest. I liked kids because... Kids, I think, listen to you more than adults when you're talking to them. <laughs> and so as a pediatrician, I felt like I was able to influence them in their lives better than uh, when I was working with adults when I was in medical school. So I always thought that would be kind of neat because they actually listened to you and actually tried to, to do what you told them to do. Uh, and I liked pediatrics because we can do things for kids to prevent illness in kids. We can give vaccines to help prevent a lot of illnesses, which was kind of a near and dear area I liked, which was um, uh, prevention of disease in kids. And, and we follow them closely with their, you know, their families and uh, we can educate their families and try to help prevent uh, them from having uh, problems like uh, watching their diets and watching their exercise and encouraging families to 
um, to to really watch their kids' diet and exercise and to hopefully help change outcomes as they get older. Uh, so that's why I liked kids. I felt like I could make an impact and a positive impact in their lives. And I think cats are more fun to work with. Oh, I think they're absolutely more fun to work with. That's exactly why I like working with kids. <laughs> You're right. How are you experienced with different when you have a patient with disability? You know, I really, I, I would tell you, I, I don't really think it's a lot different. Uh, it is different in one way. Kids with disabilities in general have higher medical needs. So I probably, when I see them, spend a little bit more time with them than maybe my, uh, the, their neurotypical or uh, their, their normal counterparts, however you want to say that. But it's mainly because their medical needs are probably more, uh, they're, they're more of them and there are, uh, they require more, more of my time to talk with their parents about them and to make sure they're getting what they need. But my interaction with the patients is no different and my interaction with the families is no different than my, than my neurotypical patients. I, I speak to my patients, I always talk to them I even talk to my two-month-olds. <laughs> they don't. They don't say much back. But I, I always talk with my patient, whether even though they're kids, more so than the parents. And I do that with my disabled patients as well as my younger patients in my practice. Well, how did you prepare for difficult news? Has it run through? I mean, through your career. So. You know, the, the really good thing about pediatrics is you don't have to have a whole lot of discussions about difficult news. Because in general, any time a child is born, whether they have special needs or whether they're um, what we call a neurotypical infant, uh, any time a kid is born, it's, it, to me, it's, it's a really awesome event. Kids are a joy. They're a gift from God. And they bring lots of love into the world. And, and so, in general, my, uh, as a doctor, I'm probably in a profession where I don't really have to deliver difficult news as often as a lot of my internal medicine friends and my family practice friends. But sometimes the news I have to deliver is, is, is different than what the family expected. And so it can make it tough. And I'll be honest with you. Uh, when I started this job 28, 30 years ago, I wasn't really good at doing that. Uh, and so I think having Aaron Medford made me a little bit better at doing that because I've been on the opposite side of that fence now. And so I kind of understand um, what the families are going through when a child has to have a heart surgery or a child is in a hospital really, really sick because I've been, I've been there. So it really helps to have been in those shoes of those parents. Uh, I will really be honest. I've, I've learned to pray more before I have to go give those tough talks because there are times that because I deal with a lot of kids with special needs, I have to have really sad conversations with families. And I find that um, praying about it before I go in is always good. And always try to remember what it would be like 
to be on the other side of that conversation. How did you work to spend hope, spread hope to a family who has just presented different news? Sorry, I'm trying. You're doing amazing. Um, that's a tough question. So, you know, the as I said, when you're dealing with babies and kids, uh, it's hard to not, I mean, kids and babies bring a lot of joy. And even though they may have some problems and some, uh, some difficult situations they have to get through, the, the bottom line is, you know, their family still love them and they bring joy to their family. A, ki- a, a baby is a gift from God and it's, and it's a special gift. And so, um, it's, even if it's, um, the news that a family doesn't really want to hear, they still have been given a great gift and the love of their child is, is, um, is, brings a lot of hope with it. Um, I think that it's real important to, to just sit down with people and talk with them with their concerns. A lot of times parents are really, um, more upset because it's the unknown that they don't know how to deal with. And if we just sit down and and go through the worst case scenarios and know that it's not always going to be the worst case scenario, we can we can talk through the problems and and I think that that brings hope to the family. Uh, I always tell people when I'm talking to them, the medical profession really enjoys giving time limits and telling people what this child is going to grow up and look like or what this child is going to grow up and be. And we like to think we know the answers, but we really don't know the answers. And as parents and family members of a child with problems, it's really uh, important for us to not limit that child and for us to expect that child to do the things that their neurotypical counterparts are doing. And, and so it's, it's real important for us to not limit kids and for parents to not limit kids and for people to expect great things from their children. And, and that's going to look different for every child. But I think that it's it, letting people know we really don't know what this is going to look like, what this child will look like in 10 years. But uh, if we limit them, we know what they're going to look like. So why don't we... Why don't we expect great things from them? And uh, within reason, let's set the bar and and let's reach that. And then let's set a new goal and let's reach that. And for every kid, that that goal is going to look different. But I think it's important for us to set goals. Thank you for coming. Do you have any questions for me? No, I don't. Are you doing good? Yeah. Good. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. I appreciate the opportunity. I don't know why I said that. Why you said what? You did great. You did amazing. I kind of got stumbled on a question. It was my own. I got into my head too much. You're so good. Thank you for coming to Haley's Liquidly News. Please love, like, subscribe, and comment, and we'll see y'all guys next week. Thank you, Haley.